All right, everybody, it's uh, Monday. Tomorrow we have a one-day criminal case law class. Saying hello to 76 people tomorrow. So looking forward to meeting everybody. I am spent the past seven hours today going over my program and actually adding some new stuff in and going through case law and really uh, getting things prepped really nice for everybody. So we have a really nice one-day course. Uh, today I'm going to talk about Terry Frisk and intoxicated individuals and knowledge of the suspect's arm, sorry, armed on a prior occasion. That's right. I have people in the office with me. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. So here's 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 two cases I'm going to talk about, and it's been discussed with I think I think Chris Samjin. Did we talk about this? Chris, you're on here. I think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was. My mind is just all over the place at all times, so I forget. But um this is for New Jersey guys. Uh sorry out of state guys. Maybe you have similar cases, but this is New Jersey case law. First one, we're gonna talk about the state versus Lipinski. And that's out of 1990. And the rule was, when there are no facts or circumstances supporting reasonable and articulable concern by the officer for his safety, the Constitution prohibits that the officer from conducting a routine protective frisk after ordering a suspect, a suspected intoxicated driver out of his vehicle. The Constitution does not authorize routine pat-downs absent the officer's belief that the suspect may be armed or dangerous. So I know that other states, when I've taken took a course with Sean Smart, he's obviously like the lord of interdiction. He's one of those celebrity police officers and uh hopefully level two but uh he was explaining the course that i took from him years ago i probably took it five six years ago that anybody has had to step out of the car he did a pat frisk before he put him in their car and he was, he was authorized to do this according to ohio which said he could do that but in new jersey we don't we don't get that afforded we don't get afforded that right um if you're gonna put somebody in your car i would say they'd probably get a pat frisk at that point um especially if somebody wants a ride there was a trooper who uh, Pat frisked the guy in New Jersey maybe about a month and a half ago and because the guy needed a ride off the turnpike and he found a hand loaded handgun on him. So that was a good job on that trooper's behalf. But having people step out of the car automatically and then then just Pat frisking them because they're stepping out of the car, it's no good in New Jersey, guys. Just so you know that. Now I had a guy from, I had a couple guys from South Jersey, I want to say the department, they're like, hey, how come in your videos you're not Pat frisking people as they come out of the car? We Pat frisk people as they come out of the car at every stop. I said, listen, I'm telling you, that's fine. You can do that. I'm just letting you know that when they go back on your videos and so you've been doing this, they're going to suppress this evidence. You really have to come up with some kind of explanation of why you believe somebody's armed and dangerous, a suspicious bulge. There's a lot of different ways you can articulate, but you have to know that just as a course of conduct, Pat frisking people would have something else. Uh, you're going to lose that. You'll get it suppressed, but you will live. So, but you will get it suppressed. And also from some certain agencies that I've heard, your agency will ding you. So be careful with this. If you have an agency that's not behind proactive work or they're, they're into really sticking it up your ass, just be careful with these things. What these videos are about to make sure you guys don't get screwed up and jammed up, not knowing what you can and can't do. And then some retard from your upper administration comes along like a hot shot and sticks it up your ass because that's the name of the game. And it, gets people off in higher spots. Never understood that. Don't know why anybody acts that way. I can't understand an agency where people are getting written up. Makes no, I just don't get it. Never have, never will. And if you work at an agency like that, I feel very bad for you. Your bosses are morons. All right. You don't need to control people, by the way, by writing them up. You can just be a leader. You don't have to be a boss and an asshole. So if the bosses are watching that, they write people up constantly. Don't be an asshole. Not necessary. You can just tell people. A leader and a boss are two different things. All right, so, and the other one is um, Steve versus Valentine, 1994. It's a very popular case. 
A law enforcement officer's knowledge of a suspect's criminal history, especially where, his his, where that history involves weapons offenses, is a relevant factor in judging the reasonableness of a Terry Frisk. Although an officer's knowledge of the suspect's criminal history alone is not sufficient to justify the initial stop of a suspect or to justify a frisk of the suspect once stopped, an officer's knowledge of a suspect's prior criminal history or activity in combination with other factors may lead to a reasonable suspicion that the suspect is armed and dangerous. So they will take that. I know, Chris, we talked about this. Uh, they will take that into account. Uh, he had Chris had a guy, I believe it was Chris. I hope I'm Sam I hope I'm getting the right person. Um, there was a guy on Facebook who was taking a picture of himself with a handgun and he wasn't authorized to have it. And he asked me if, if I stopped this guy, can I check him? And I said, Yeah, I think you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. I think you're you're good to go on that one. Obviously, you can say, Hey, look, I saw this on Facebook. He had a handgun. Call this prosecutor's office. I don't know what they, they wanted to do with that, if the guy was convicted felon or not. But uh, this is a good subject to jump on. I'll have this in the course tomorrow. Looking forward to meeting everybody. And then um, if anybody has any questions, we'll hear our last few seconds here. I don't see any questions popping up. But uh, if you guys need anything, you want anything specifically addressed, I've, I've talked to people. I'm, I'm never going to run out of material. i got so much material to go through. i got thousands of pages of material. I'll just keep getting it out to you guys. And I try to keep it uh, you know, kind of neutral for the people who are watching out of state. But for the New Jersey guys, obviously, this is where we're from. And i got to get some things in there for, for you guys specifically. So with that being said, have a great day. Maybe we'll go live in the morning tomorrow. It's a good possibility. Uh, keep your eyes peeled in the morning. It'll be the, the one-day case law class. We'll probably maybe we'll go live for like 20, 25 minutes on it to get through some cool stuff. See you guys.